Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, we're loaded up today. Aaron Rodgers, OBJ, Joe Montana live, and another baseball issue we don't like. The hashtag crew is here. Let's roll. Here we go. Only one place to start. Rather, one place to start is with my compadres from Get Up. Good enough to hang out here with the Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. David Pollock made the trip up from Georgia today. And Kimberly Martin is here, disappointing me with not having any Odell news. <laughs> Nothing. I, I, I just want to take everyone behind the scenes. We're in the meeting of Get Up this morning, 6 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Kimberly, I gave you one job. What was I that know. job? To, to get Odell to announce a team now. During your show. So do you consider yourself a failure today? I'm a failure today. But it's all right because that's what you have to do. As an athlete, as a baller, you just got to, you know, turn the page. Because what happens is when a huge sports story breaks, everyone puts on ESPN. We didn't get that. Maybe we'll get it in these two hours. What what do we know at this moment about Odell Beckham Jr. who may at any minute sign with a team and that could easily tilt the balance of power in either conference? We know that a team really could potentially – Make a big move, get a big piece, and be one step closer to winning a title. I mean, I don't. I know that sounds hyperbolic, but Odell maybe may not still be a one, but in the right system with the right cast of characters, a guy that's looking to prove, hey, the one thing I don't have in my resume, you know, I can make the one-handed catches, but you haven't seen me in a postseason fallout. So whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's the Seahawks, whether it's the Packers, I mean, those teams get a lot more interesting. And I'm going to Seattle, the Seahawks-Packers game this weekend. So after covering the Browns for a long time, I might. Are those the usual suspects? You just named three teams. Are are those the three you have a closest eye on? Yeah, the Seahawks for sure. That was the one that I heard initially. And um, the Packers, me personally – I like the pa- – I think that's a Me better too. fit. Me too. David, that's the one fit. I have my eye on here. And, and look, we're going to get into Aaron Rodgers, and the entire Rodgers kerfuffle obviously has taken all of the attention uh, from everything else in Green Bay, and rightfully so. That said, assuming he comes back and at some point relatively soon looks like Aaron Rodgers again, that is a team that still feels to me like it needs a piece. And if Odell can be that piece, I think he could be the difference between Green Bay winning the championship this year or not. I don't know what the kerfuffle is, whatever <laughs> that kerfuffle. is you just said. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he, he is. I mean, if you look at, if you look at Green Bay, um, they're really, really good. And I tell you what, their defense stock mm-hmm. way up. Even with injuries they've been dealing with, they've been playing great. Running the football great. Dylan looks really good, by the way. I mean, when he was coming out of Boston College, I was like, yeah, He's a pretty good back. He's not elite, um, but he looks like a great one-two punch with Aaron Jones. And so I think you, you add somebody like that on the outside, they can win. We know what Devontae Adams can do by himself. Yep. Like this now takes some focus. And again, I don't think OBJ is a one, to your point. He's not a one anymore. But if you're getting the second best corner, yeah. he can mm-hmm. become a one. You know what I'm saying? Like he can right. consistently beat a two instead of having to beat the best guy's right. guy. That's, that's a pretty good win. But you know who's another good team? The New Orleans Saints, because they were calling around looking for wide receivers right. before Jameis got hurt. And you know what that is? That's home. Hello? Home is where the heart is. Yes. I mean, that's, grew up in New Orleans, went yep. to high school there, yeah, played at LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the question, though, Whoa. is... Trevor Simeon. Well, I love Trevor. Throwing you the ball. <laughs> I'm you not think OBJ... For, he was mad with, with Baker, Baker Mayfield yeah. throwing the ball. I'm not going to be here for any Trevor Simeon slander. <laughs> Trevor Simeon from Northwestern. But <laughs> what I will acknowledge is that he does not have the same level of yeah. gravitas at this point that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, That was a really Russell nice Wilson, way of saying he's not even close to their level Those of guys do. Well, of course he's not. And, and, and so the point is, if we feel, I'm not sure what the right word is here, 
if we feel like there was a degree to which OBJ kind of bullied Baker Mayfield, he needs someone who, for lack of a, you're close to that team, Kimberly, you know Cleveland. Like, it feels like OBJ might need a quarterback who's just ready to look at him and say, okay, shut up. Like, I'll throw you the ball when you're open, and in the meantime, go block for somebody or whatever it is. And Aaron Rodgers might be able to do that, and Tom Brady might be able to do that, and Russell Wilson might be able to do that. And it does not appear Baker Mayfield was able to do it. Well, I think somebody like – I think it's the, the pedigree. Like, what have you done? Like, you can't go into Kansas City thinking – as bad as Patrick Mahomes has played right. thus far, you can't go in, into Kansas City and think, like, you're running things. Right. Or that, like, you're demanding the ball, like, I'm a shooter. We all know you want the ball, but here – we have a lot of good guys, and I think him being the star receiver in, in Cleveland, the expectation in his mind was, you know, I'm Coming part home. of the team, but I, want, but I should be the one. But so does that discount New Orleans, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask you. I don't think it discounts them because I think there are other external factors. I think if you do have a Trevor Simeon, you go in there, there's no Michael Thomas. They, it's a team looking for wide receiver help. Odell slides in there. What's the discussion with Trevor Simeon? Trevor Simeon may just look to Odell, period. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it, like I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like a toxic situation. I don't want to make it sound like Odell's going to go in there and wreak havoc in the locker room or anything like that. But he is a guy who has come out with the Giants and here in Cleveland saying, I'm a shooter. Like, I want to contribute. Like, I expect the ball. In Cleveland, there is no one guy. It's like the quarterback. The is running game is the guy. That's the guy. And it's a two. It's a two back thing. Yeah. Um, so that's why Cleveland was an interesting situation. I don't think he'll have as many issues. Greeny, I'm uh, inviting you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I- I'm going to give my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' latest interview with uh, with Pat. In just a few minutes, but let me get your thoughts on it. Like, uh, David, as you have watched all this stuff that has happened with Rodgers last Friday and now this and everything else, just what thoughts are on the top of your mind? I think he could have done this the first time. I think he could have been more contrite um, the first time and could have mm-hmm. given you a little bit more honesty, a little more openness. Um, even, even if he believes what he believes, by the way, he's, he has every right to say what he believes. You, by the way, you don't have the right to tell him what he should do. He has the right to, to be the person he is. Um, it just... You know, it was very murky about what it wasn't very truthful. Okay, yeah. he wouldn't have passed the polygraph test probably. <laughs> and now he comes back, and I think he's a little more contrite. I've known Aaron for a long time. Um, you know, he's a very confident person. I think he showed some humility today. Like he kind of he kind of got taken back. He's this is a little of our world that we deal with like all the time, right? No, no matter what you say, it's going to get taken out of context. It's going to get twisted, and you're going to have people that hate you. Like that's. That's part of it, and so I think he experienced some of that. I mean, nobody hates me, David. I don't. I can't really relate. <laughs> Greedy to that, does. But. You did not deliver today. Yeah, no, today you didn't deliver. You're right. I'm a today's tad a disappointed down today, day but yeah, but but, right. all, but but just your top level Aaron thoughts. Uh, I think he actually did give us honesty in yep. the first interview, and I think what we got was a guy who realized, ah, oh, hell, like all this blowback. I got to sort of correct this now. Um, but I think I think he was completely honest in the first interview. He just didn't like the backlash that came with it. I hear it. you. I think you meant when you said he was immunized, right? Like Correct, that, that's yes. the honesty he 100%. didn't give everybody. He could have been a little more forthright in the way that, uh, among others, Kyrie Irving. And look, there's a lot of non-vaccinated players in the NFL mm-hmm. on his own team. Alan Lazard is yeah. unvaccinated, um, and they're not making a secret of it. And so that yeah. there's a million things there. We'll get to it. I have a little news here. Uh, Diana Rossini just tweeted, on the day in which he could make his final decision, Odell Beckham is honing in on the Chiefs, Packers, and Saints 
per league sources. So those are the three teams uh, that we should have our eye on. Again, I'm hoping that we'll get some news for you any minute. In the meantime, I'd be remiss while I have uh, David here. If I did not do a quick rankings reaction, which is brought to you by Wendy's right now at Wendy's, try their brand new fries for yourself with fries that are guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them at participating U.S. Wendy's. I, I love this sheet that they give me with all the different metrics and all the different stuff that going Northwestern. on in college that's football. That's stat guy coming out in you. I just like it. It's just fun. Here, and I am always in favor of chaos. All right, I'm looking for mayhem. Here's the scenario I find most delicious. Okay. If Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship Those two game, in. Boom. Those two are in the playoff. Yep. Everyone else is fighting for two spots. So you could have a one-loss Big Ten champion, Michigan, yep. Michigan State, or Ohio State. You could have Oregon, and you could have unbeaten Oklahoma. Of those three, which one gets left out of the dance? Well, who's the one-loss Big Ten champ? Let's call it Ohio State for the sake of this discussion. I could see it being Oregon. I mean, Getting I, left out. No, them being in. Being in. I, I could see them so being out? in. For is Ohio State think, out or Oklahoma? Uh, undefeated Oklahoma gets in. In. Yeah, I, so think then, I think you, in that scenario. So Ohio State gets left out. Yeah, under that because scenario. Because they lost to Oregon. Yeah. Now, listen, conference championship comes into play mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but Oregon having a head-to-head again. They just proved, by the way, they don't care. They just proved that head-to-head is not the end-all, be-all with Michigan and Michigan State. Correct. So if they think Ohio State's better, so be it. They can do it. Um, so obviously, listen, a lot of this would have to do how do you look down the stretch? Because Ohio State's looked human the last couple of weeks. Right. Oregon's looked human for, for several weeks. So how they finish and finish their closing arguments will be a big deal. And guess what? We still got Cincinnati out there. I mean. Oh, come on. I, just, I, I feel terrible for them. I love Cincinnati. I love, <laughs> you literally no like, chance. I feel bad for this you. This committee will do anything not to put them in. They you will do so? anything. anything. Oh, come on. You, what, you, you give me the scenario in which Cincinnati Well, Alabama has in. to lose. Oregon loses again. Alabama will have to lose a different game besides the you Georgia game. You think Alabama game. would have to lose three they would games? Put a, I think that they would put a two-loss Alabama. If Alabama's second loss is to Georgia, they would put Alabama in ahead of them. I don't think they would. I think they'd put you Cincinnati don't. in. I okay. think they'd put Here's the thing. Alabama loses to Georgia. Georgia's the one seed, clearly. Mm-hmm. You put Alabama in the four speed to play Georgia again? First I don't round? Know what they're doing. I'm, I'm just saying, saying they're going to find a way. But they're not going to put them at two. They don't want to. They, I'm not saying I do. Alabama loses, it. Alabama's out. Alabama's not. They lose in the SEC championship game. Bye-bye. You're not going to the playoffs. You're telling me you believe if Georgia beats Alabama in a close game in the SEC championship game, Alabama doesn't make it. They're gone. Interesting. Okay. It, isn't it? Save I mean, this clip. Save this. That's why I love all this. Save stuff. it. I do. Kmart, <laughs> one last check on you here. Anything on Odell? Do we have anything new? Are we, are we, I, I mean, should I be expecting this? One daggum job. <laughs> one daggum <laughs> thing I mean, I'm looking for. You know what? Um, no, as of right now, no. By the way, uh, no. so, so Dave, for those of you who don't know why he just said that, so David uses the term <laughs> daggum all the time. We made it into a segment on Get Up. And you're sitting here with two kids from the city. Uh, uh, Kmart grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up right nobody, in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. They there. don't know what that word Not means. Not a lot of daggum going on around here. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming up here, man. Absolutely. Thanks awesome. for having me. Kmart, thank you. Feel free to come running back in I here. will run off the first take set back in here. <laughs> if we get any yes. news. All right, Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Coming up next, I will explain why the Aaron Rodgers kerfuffle could actually be the ultimate blessing in disguise. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie i'm sorry what? what i'm sorry what i'm sorry what i'm sorry what all right so aaron Rodgers. Where to begin? Um, th- there's obviously so much here, and there are so many sides to the story as one of the most famous people that we have in sports did not choose to wade into the incredibly controversial American topic of vaccination, but he jumped in with, he cannonballed into that pool last Friday. And I didn't have much opportunity to comment on it because. You know, the whole weekend went by and you come back in on a Monday and all these games have been played. So there's just just obviously so much there. And Rodgers finds himself or found himself by his own comment. So this was of his own making. He found himself at the direct center, the epicenter of one of the most controversial, polarizing issues that we have in American society today. And that is um, not a good place to be. And I think Rodgers quickly figured that out because Rodgers is a lot of things. He's obstinate. He's said to be arrogant. I can't confirm that, but too many people have said it that I, to some degree, it certainly seems to be true. But he's also very smart. And I think he recognized, and and maybe whomever it is around him that he listens to recognized, where you are right now is not a good place to be, Aaron. Let's take our 
emotions on the issue of vaccination. And I suppose we should all just sort of put our status on the table here. I mean, I, I was vaccinated long before the Walt Disney Company mandated that you had to be. I got vaccinated the moment I was able to, and I'm getting my booster shot this week. So I believe firmly in vaccination. So my wife, my kids, and all of us were vaccinated the moment we were able to be. So I firmly, strongly believe in vaccination. So for whatever that's worth, and I don't know that it's worth much of anything in in the big picture. Having said that, Rogers found himself in the middle of a firestorm. And he did address that briefly yesterday in an entirely different tone. So let me play a little bit of it with McAfee yesterday in case you haven't had a chance to hear it before I give some more thoughts. Uh, where is it here? Here is a little bit of uh, Rogers we have taking responsibility. Look, I shared an opinion that is polarizing. I get it. And I misled some people about my status, which I take full responsibility of, those comments. But I have to stay true to who I am and what I'm about. And I stand behind the things that I said. I have a ton of empathy for people who have been going through the worst part of this pandemic, which has affected all of us in different ways. The other stuff is so out of my control. And there's going to be people that don't like you and hate you for things you said or might not even understand what you said or know what you said. I believe that people are entitled to their opinion. And even if it's the opinion that's unfavorable to me. Okay, so th- those are some of his thoughts. Again, the tone is is obviously more conciliatory uh, than his. He was sort of. I'm not going to say, Hembo. Would you say he was on the defensive yesterday? He was clearly on the offensive on Friday. Rogers is a person who comes out fighting. He had been heavily criticized across the spectrum since the news came out Wednesday that he was um, that he had tested positive that he was not vaccinated. And the whole immunized thing started. So he spent all of Wednesday, all of Thursday hearing the criticism, goes on with Pat on Friday and was clearly on the offensive. Would you describe his appearance yesterday as being on the defensive? I would. On Friday, he not only was offensive, he came with like research. He came with papers. You could hear him shuffling papers like he was ready to present information. And, you know, like if you were a CEO and you did that, you present your information and over the weekend you find out from your board members like that wasn't so good. So the next time he goes on Pat McAfee's show, I think he was defensive and, and backtracked quite a bit. I, I hate this parenthetically. Just as an American, I hate that these kinds of conversations are taking place. Mm. I love Pat McAfee. OK, he's one of my best friends. And I've, I've said many, in the business and he's, I've said many times of all the young guys that I feel like I have you know, been connected to. He's as talented as any of them. Um. But his show is not a place that we should be making decisions about something as important as vaccination. And parenthetically, neither is this one and neither is Get Up and neither is any place like that. And so I don't like that we are that this is the kind of stuff that happens, that that is a problem, I think, in our culture is that we are getting our information in all of the wrong places. But that I'm screaming into the wind on that. So let's stay in our lane. Let's talk about how this impacts the sports of it all. We'll start with his ability to play Sunday. He said yesterday that he's been doing some walking and some yoga. Now he's going to ramp up his activity as the week goes on. He's not, he cannot be cleared until Saturday at the soonest. He has to have heart tests and all that kind of stuff, being unvaccinated. I, I, think, I do not think it is a lock that he plays on Sunday. They're playing Seattle. Russell Wilson is coming back for that game. And I do not think at this point it is a lock that he plays on Sunday. Certainly if he is cleared, I think it is a lock. What I think is actually less likely than not, so I think it is less than a 50-50 chance, is that he plays great. I'm thinking about when Lamar Jackson first came back Mm. from COVID. 
I'm thinking about when Cam Newton first came back from COVID. I'm thinking about a variety of other athletes. Now, several have come back and been just fine. But I think the idea, because remember, he did have symptoms. He was not asymptomatic. I don't know exactly how bad they were, but he kept referring to feeling better now. He definitively had some symptoms. So I think the idea that he's just going to come out and look exactly like he looked right before he got hurt, or not people, excuse me, right before he tested positive, I think I would describe as unlikely. Obviously, I don't know. We'll wait and see. I hope he plays. I'm a sportscaster and a sports fan. This is all much more interesting when Aaron Rodgers does play than when he doesn't. So there's that. Then let's get to the part of it that I think I am very much equipped to weigh in on. And I'll make this my straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. I think for the Packers and for their fans, this could be an enormous blessing in disguise. Now, Aaron Rodgers is an unpredictable person, to say the very least. So you never know how things will impact him and how they impact others. But I think most people can relate to what I'm about to say. All of us have been through a firestorm of some sort in our lives. And they can be very public like his. And generally speaking, in what I do for a living, they can be public. But they can be in your life, too. It could be almost anything. You have something happens in your life that is extremely challenging. And the fact that his firestorm of last week was of his own making does not change what I'm about to say. Because when that is happening to you, as you well know, you don't sit and think, did I cause this to happen myself? Your thought is, I feel like I'm drowning here. I feel like terrible things are happening to me. This can be anything. I've never been through a divorce, but I would imagine that that there could be circumstances like that that happen to you. You could be fired from a job. Anything that happens to you that is that is that is that starts to spiral out of your control where you no longer feel like you are in complete control of what is going to happen next and when that happens to you i believe most people remember very vividly when the smoke clears who was on their side like you know the old expression like you know who your friends are when things are bad And again, I'm thinking back to, and there's been some nice press about this lately, but Hembo, you were with me when we started Get Up, and it's if you go back and read what people were writing about me when that first started, um, it wasn't easy to read. It was not a fun place to be. Being me was not as much fun that during that stretch of time as it has otherwise usually been. And I remember vividly who was on my side and who was not during that. And you just file that away in the back of your mind and it doesn't necess- it doesn't change everything but it certainly is something that you remember and I've said many times on this show that I will always remember among others Dan Orlovsky Marcus Spears Laura Rutledge Maria Taylor some of the people who like at a time when there was like an air of toxic about us like they were dying to be here they were like Greeny I'm in what, what do you need me to do I'll never forget that so that's what I'm talking about so if you're Aaron Rodgers If the Green Bay Packers have your back here, now there's no owner, and I think that hurts them terribly because there's no Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, someone like that to sit him down and be like, listen, you're like a son to me, and I'm going to stand by your side through this. We're going to get through this thing together. But that now becomes the job of Brian Gutekunst and whoever else, Murphy, whoever else it is that's running the show there and saying to him, we are standing shoulder to shoulder. We are with you through in this thing, through thick and thin. 
Right now is a little thin, but there's been a lot of thick, and we're counting on the thick again. You go out and do your thing, and we will take all the bullets, the slings, the arrows, the fines, whatever else it is that comes along. And while he is an unpredictable person, I really do believe that could change the entire dynamic of the relationship. Let me come to the members of the hashtag crew and just see if you agree with that sentiment. Uh, Nuno, I will start with you. Do you believe that this could be the beginning of, if they play it right, this could actually lead to Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay when we didn't expect him to? I do. I actually think that you make uh, some really good points there. That this, if they played it right, that they can that they can do enough for him to stay uh, for him to stay within that organization. Yeah, that th- th- you got to play it right. Now, many of you may not know this, but Bubba, who before he launched this very successful uh, career that he's had in radio production, actually worked as a mediator. He actually worked in bringing sides together on various issues, both in marriage counseling and in a professional setting. So you have a lot of experience, (coughs) excuse me, in working with parties who have sort of uh, grown disenfranchised from each other and trying to put them back together again. So do you see this as a real opportunity for the Packers to mend all fences and keep Rodgers there for the rest of his career? Uh, yeah, I, I do think you're making some good points. I think the opportunity is definitely there. I'm not, I'm not convinced uh, it'll work out still, but I do think the opportunity is there. I still think the Packers may blow it and mess something up, but the opportunity is there for sure. How about you, Hembo? I followed your logic trail from A to Z, and it, and it makes sense to me. But one thing that you can't know for sure is you can't predict human behavior. Interpersonal dynamics are complicated, and the fact that there's so much. There was so much bad blood coming into the season between those two parties. Is another layer that I mean, I'm not in the room. I, I don't. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is too unpredictable for me to get there. Okay, that's where I. So, so I just want to make clear when you say there's bad blood between the two sides. Mm-hmm. Are you counting on? Are you factoring in the possibility that the Packers may not want him after this year? Because I am not. I am not either. All I'm saying in, in, in factoring in the bad blood was we knew based upon all the summer that Aaron Rodgers did not like his front office. That's, a, that's correct. What, that's all he, that I mean. he did not like these people. Mm-hmm. These individual people. Right. He wouldn't say Brian Gutekunst's name for the longest <laughs> yeah. time. Well, he did. Before COVID, he, he actually did. said Brian's name. He did say Brian. And they have acquiesced. You know, sometimes when you're mad at the people you work for, and it's kind of hard to say the star quarterback works for the general manager because we all understand where the, the power dynamic in that relationship actually lies. Mm. But when you're really mad at the people you work for because they don't give you what you want, and then they give you what you want, you stop being mad at them. Like, maybe they've given him what he wants. More say in whatever it is they're doing. And again, if they have his back through a period of time where, like, again, very few athletes have ever been through um, a raking over the coals quite like the one that Rodgers did. And again, I'm not, I'm not suggesting it was not of his own making. Obviously, it was. But either way, that's where he was and to some degree is, if they are right by his side through that, I really do believe that makes a difference. And I think it will factor into this, Hembo. And you seem less convinced than everybody else. I, I, am less, I am less convinced because you are trying to predict something that's terribly unpredictable. Aaron Rodgers has proven to be that. You're, he, he might be very reasonable. I don't know for sure. But as you're listening to him do these McAfee interviews, you're, you're looking at someone who's being, like, the, the things that he's saying, his temperament. The things are so sort of A to Z. They're so, they're so north to south. It's hard for me to sit here and say he's going to use logic in this area of his life 
but not in this area of his life. That, that's all that I mean by that. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what winds up happening there. Anyway, I know that was a long way to go, but I do think mm. it is a fascinating, look, it is an endlessly fascinating topic, well beyond the sports piece of it and all the rest of that. But we are a sports show, and so to that extent, I think this is a fascinating sports story. Another thing that came up, by the way, I'm Greeny, and I'm presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Um, one of the things that came up that McAfee brought up with him and came up on the TV show today is, do you think, and let me actually ask this question to Bubba, because many may not know this, but Bubba, prior to his tenure here at ESPN in radio production, Bubba was actually uh, a long-tenured uh, member of the Pro Football Writers Association of America and was an MVP voter uh, during that period of time. Do you believe that this kerfuffle will eliminate Rogers' chances of being named the MVP this year, regardless of what he does the rest of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he done. can't win MVP. Yeah, they they hate him. He's done. No matter, <laughs> no matter what happens, he's out. He can't be the MVP. Do you agree with that, Nuno? Uh yes. Even though I did see a couple writers yesterday say, "Hey, no, if you deserve it, you're going to get it." But yeah, no, he's done. Hambo, how about you? I, I'm not convinced that he's done. I think he could win it if he if he deserves it and then some there's there's there are 50 writers who vote for that award mm-hmm. if he has an overwhelmingly great season and deserves it i think he'll still win yeah I, I understand people saying well his decision to not be vaccinated is the reason he didn't play one game and maybe now it'll become two games that i think is legitimate to factor into the equation oh, for sure what is not legitimate to factor into the equation is what you think about his decisions here mm-hmm. uh, morally or ethically and again i'm I, I feel a need to continue to say um, where I stand on this. I, I think you know where I stand on this, but I would still vote for him if I believe he's the most valuable player because mm. I don't think those two things have anything I mean, to do with it. As you should, yeah. Yeah, I don't think those two things have anything to do with each other. Um, you know, with, with the, the PED discussion in baseball was a different one mm-hmm. because one could say without the PEDs, then they wouldn't have been as good, and so I'm not going to give a guy an MVP vote or mm-hmm. whatever it is because he was cheating to get where he is. Well, Aaron Rodgers was not cheating. He may have been violating some COVID rules, and he may have said a bunch of stuff that a lot of people, including me, hated, but that does not mean that he was not the most valuable player and he didn't get there by hook or by crook, if you know what I'm saying. This would be more similar to Kurt Schilling's Hall of Fame case than it would Barry Bonds. I think that's probably reasonable. Go ahead, Nuno. No, I was going to say, these are the same writers that kept Terrell Owens out of the hall for what a year or so because oh, of more than a year uh, for mm-hmm. more than a year why yes. because they didn't like him yep so i don't want so these so personal opinions personal feelings will always matter in this no matter if he has the uh you know the stats and dessert mm-hmm. okay i think here. that is reasonable or right, we need to lighten up the tone because we've got some funny stories here coming up a group of people charged with a very important task did something yesterday that makes absolutely no sense and we have a crime something has happened So when we finish, I want everyone to understand what happens here. We finish Get Up. We have 60 seconds to reset, and I start doing Greeny, this program. The way that works, I literally slide six feet to my right. I say back and better than ever, and I keep going. Our magnificent floor crew here, our camera people and everybody else, they work. It's like it is like watching Hembo. It is like watching a a tire change at a NASCAR, right? What do they call those? (laughs) A A fuel stop, stop, a pit Mm -hmm, stop. mm -hmm. And right there, frantically running around. Everything is getting moved around. Now, every day, I have two bottles of water. Today, for the first time, one of these bottles has disappeared. My question is, Mm. 
Did David Pollack take the water? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so Pollock was here. He's the only one who's not a regular. Everyone else is always here. Mm-hmm. Kimberly Martin didn't take the water. Mm-mm. Dominique Foxworth didn't take oh, the water. No. I, I have to get to the bottom of, so I need you to text Pollock. Okay. Did David Pollock steal my water? I want to know the answer to this question. And if so, there's really not much I'm going to do about it, but I am curious. (laughs) So we're going to get to the bottom of that. Joe Montana is going to join us, and we're going to make fun of people who made a decision yesterday that is indefensible. All that is on the way. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, we got to the bottom of this. The water bottle controversy has been solved. Mm. And here's how it went. So uh, so Jane is doing our stage managing today, and she's someone who is here semi-regularly, but not all of the time. And so when I looked at her silently and said, I need another bottle of water here, I, what I actually said was, my bottle of water is missing, but she interpreted it, because I said it wordlessly, as I needed another bottle of water. So as we went to that commercial break, after I explained that my bottle of water was missing, and I think David Pollack took it, she came walking over to me with another bottle of water, and I assumed she had taken it. So I said, Jane, did you take the water? And she said, no, there was just plenty more, so she went and got me a new one. So I said, okay, the mystery remains. I think Pollock took the water. Now, Bubba will know exactly where I'm going here. There is a legendary Seinfeld episode in which a guy walks into a meeting and leaves with a box of raisins. (laughs) And George never kind of gets past the fact that the guy took the raisins and it is just a hilarious premise. And I'm just sitting here thinking, who took my bottle? Who took my water? And then the answer was discovered. There's a little trash can down there. And in the moving of everything around, my full bottle of water just fell into it. There was just a bottle of water in that trash can Filled up. No one took the water. I just dropped it in the garbage by mistake. Well, oh, oh, man. Bubba, Green is a noted uh, germaphobe. Is there any way you're going to put your hands on that and drink from that oh, water? Oh, absolutely bottle? not. Yeah, no. let's throw that, put that right it's back just, in the trash it's, now. It's just paper in there. Like, you can I, I do would that. describe that as someone else's water now. <laughs> so, so, do you feel like you owe Pollock a, a, 
an apology? Well, so because I because that's like that. That's the type of person you strike me as, like, because you, you kind of you know accuse Pollock of taking your water, even mm. though you weren't going to do anything about it if yeah. he did. No. Mm. But like, I feel like you now might need to apologize. To I him. think that's fair. I think we should call David and and throw him on in the next hour, yeah. so I can apologize to him for having somewhat publicly suggested that he stole my water oh, upon you, his departure. You accused him. It was not a suggestion. It was an accusation. I, I, it was bordering on an accusation. By your standards, it was an accusation. I will accept that. So I'm feeling bad. All right. Um, in the meantime, let me get to what I had teased here. And that is that there is a collection of people who are charged with a very important task. And they did something yesterday that makes absolutely no sense. So if you watch the college football playoff rankings, you know, I am fascinated by this. Because the idea of having a committee to decide who's going to play for the championship at the end of a season is such an incredibly bad idea that I don't even know where to begin. Now, I'm delighted they do it and that ESPN televises it because it creates awesome drama and awesome storylines and plenty for us to talk about every week. But at the end of the day, there are certain sports that are judged, right? Like figure skating is one. And when I say this, I always feel the need to preface this. I'm not knocking figure skating. It's a magnificent sport, and these are brilliant athletes. But there's no way to objectively say one was the best. You can only judge them subjectively. So, you know, I'm watching, and you're watching, and, and, and you know, she skated, and she skated, and I think she was, whatever it is. They have, they have technical criteria they base this on, but it is a judged sport. Football is not. Football is a sport where you, 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 you play games and then all sorts of results come from those. To rank Michigan ahead of Michigan State last night is so unimaginably indefensible that I, I don't even know how they go on. Like I asked Heather Dinich to explain it today and she said on TV, with a straight face, there's no way to do it. They just, and the committee guy, the, the head of the committee actually said, well, we just feel Michigan is a better team. Oh, do you? <laughs> because I just watched them play each other a week and a half ago, and Michigan State won. So imagine the arrogance that is required for a person to say, even though they played each other and that team won, I still think the other team is better. Now, bear in mind, this was not some colossal upset. It's not like if, you know... A team that's two and nine beats Michigan. Yeah, I get. I'm not ranking them ahead of Michigan, but these teams were, for all intents and purposes, otherwise dead even. Their strength of record, strength of schedule, everything else is an eyelash apart. Their resumes are identical. And the only difference, the only line of delineation that makes any sense is the head to head. So, Someone on this hashtag crew, Bubba, Nuno, Hambo, can any of you justify that decision? Can you? <laughs> I can. Actually. How? How? Because if you don't, if you remember on that play late in that first half, there was a c- controversial play where Michigan ended up recovering a fumble uh, in the end zone that would have given them, I think, a ten for. It would have given them a bigger lead. Um, and this week, Harbaugh came out and said, hey, the Big Ten said we screwed up. I think once Michigan State lost the game, you could look at it and be like, that play doesn't get overturned. They're up bigger. They win that game. This is why we're doing it. I don't know. Nuno, they were winning 30-14 to 14 in the third quarter. They were winning. They had a 16-point lead in the third quarter of that game, regardless of that call. 
And if they make that right call, they're up 20. They win. Uh, my uh, logic is right. I'm I got not, you guys. I'm not accepting I got you. it. Nope, not accepting it. The committee's a joke. Joe Montana in our next hour. Screening on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.